Hello everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit, Get Fit The Diets. This is the show where we discuss the numerous diets out there, giving our personal thoughts on them and bringing you that study back data as well. This week is the popular keto diet, essentially high fat, low carbs and offers a plethora of supposed benefits. We try to be as balanced as possible, but Tom can't help himself and he goes after the extremist keto followers or ketards as he calls them. So as with all of our diet episodes, it's up to you. We give you the information that we've sort of sourced out for you, and it's up to you what you do with it. So let's get into it. Hello, boys. Welcome back. Good evening, gents. Um, I would just like to start off with, so I was reading this thing saying about aliens help build Stonehenge. Yep, definitely. But I think that's a lie because I think people were riding dinosaurs and they built it. And they used the dinosaurs, like the, the big ones, to, to put the, di- like the Flintstones. Yes. Oh, yeah, the I know caveman, you like our caveman. We spoke about the caveman diet last week, so that does make sense. Does it? There's no mm. proof that cavemen existed, but there's definitely proof of dinosaurs existing. But how mm-hmm. can cavemen not exist? We've got a whole diet based Well, don't worry about that. That's not existed. important. What's important is like what Andy said, the whole Flintstones thing, like that's based around science. And like, I can see what you mean. Like, it's almost like they were using dinosaurs as like construction vehicles. So like those dinosaurs with the big long necks, what are they? The, the old Longanekosaurus. That's the one. Longanekosaurus. Yeah, <laughs> that, that the one. That, yeah. That's like the crane. That hundred percent. Yeah, a triceratops. That triceratops. That's like a bulldozer, isn't it? Yeah, like that, that big, big flat head. See, yeah. you got a pub bed ID for this, have you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's minus zero ziggity bubbly bubba bubba do. Um, but yeah, basically, just like the Flintstones, you get like all different dinosaurs that do different mm. things. So you got mm. yeah, big scooper, which is the triceratops. Yeah, and they yeah they probably built Stonehenge. Tom, how have you done this, mate? Andy just came out of this. We've not discussed this at all prior to the podcast, and you've just gone with it. You've just spiralled out of it. Uh, do you know what it. happened to dinosaurs? So we've been told it was a, the Big Bang Theory. No, not the Big Bang, sorry, the other Good. one, uh, the meteorite, right? Cheers, Andy. That knocked them right. out. <laughs> but what I think really happened was that the dinosaurs unionised. <laughs> unionised? Yeah, they created a union, because like, they were doing lots of manual labour for Stonehenge. And, you uh, know, I heard yeah. their, their pay per hour wasn't good enough. I'm yeah. second this. What was the currency back then? What what was their currency? Leafs. Yep, leaves. They're only leaves? they're only getting four leaves an hour, which to be honest, they're big dinosaurs. There's not a lot of uh, wiggle room. What about what about the carnivore di- di- dinosaurs? What, what do they have to eat then? They don't eat leaves, do they? They eat meat. Fake. But these were herbivore dinosaurs. Fake. Well, yeah, all, all the herbivore, herbivore yeah. dinosaurs did all the lifting, heavy lifting. Everybody knows so that. The car- they're vegan. What are the carnivores they? doing then? What well, the carnivores you doing? wouldn't have a fucking carnivore on site. It's dangerous. Yeah, you <laughs> have one on the side. Open yeah. safety. Yeah, they haven't got their SCS card, so you, you can't, wouldn't. They can't. This doesn't. Yeah. This doesn't seem a very inclusive workplace. It seems quite quite a. Like you imagine you're trying to build up Stonehenge, and then you've got this fucking T Rex just like going around eating the other just workers, eating your tail. You wouldn't like it, would you? You'd fall over because that's like your tail's a balance, isn't it? So yeah, and you'd be like someone at your tail, you'd just fall over. Plus, they've got really little arms, aren't they? They're not very much use, are they? At, like, no. Yeah, tiny. Uh, yeah precisely. Like, couldn't really pick anything up, could it? It's got no arms. And, and just, let's say, hypothetically, if cavemen did exist, it'd be like, uh, uh, I cannot work in a situation like this. You know, especially for four leaves an hour. Sounded, was it? Yeah. Four <laughs> leaves an hour is a piece uh, To be fair, you did go back in time, didn't you, on the carnivore episode? Uh, the, was it the carnivore? No, the paleo episode. I did. You went back well, in time, I'll tell you? you what, mate. Are you the first caveman? I could be. But here's the thing. I had a I had a news report earlier on from the old BBC app. We're going into tier two lockdown again, aren't we? Oh, London is yeah. If my job goes under, I'm gonna have to fucking get back in my time machine and go back to four leaves an hour. Mm. Let's four hope it don't get that bad. But you know, your family is spoilt for dinners, aren't they? Oh, I know, yeah. mate. We are indeed. We are indeed. Lots of lots of carbohydrates. Lots of carbohydrates in leaves. Not a lot of um, you know, protein or fat. You know. Well, it's not very good for this next diet then, is it? Oh, go on. So today, today's episode is not all about dinosaurs, funny enough. You know, we're not a podcast about fucking dinosaurs and cavemen. We are, we're a podcast about health and fitness. And this week we're talking about diets and we're talking about the keto diet. So we've, 
it's a big one. We it's, we've left it quite late on. We've we thought you know we have to cover it because it is a popular diet. So oh, yes, keto as Tom basically alluded to there is high fats, low carbs. But we'll start from the beginning. So where did it start from? So the keto diet was basically a diet that was originally designed to help with epilepsy in children back when it first was. I think it was like back in the 20s, 1920s, I think it was. But basically, its use has declined over the years due to modern uh, anti-epileptic medicine. Yeah, so medical advances basically have reduced the the modern use of it. So it's not used as widely as much for epilepsy. Uh, the classic diet was even more carb heavy than it is now. So we're talking 90%, uh, f- sorry, fat heavy, 90% fats, 6% protein, 4% carbs. Whereas if you were to go on the keto diet now, it's more likely 75% fat, 15 to 20% protein or 5 to 10% carbs. So it's a little bit, yeah. you have a little bit more carbs these days. In regards to the ketogenic diet, like um, one kind of like bait guideline I have seen is that you stick to under 50 grams of carbs. Yeah, that's a big number. I've that seen, is yeah. a yeah. That's fifty grams of carbs is nothing. Well, if we compare that to, I don't know, if a, a portion of pasta is more than that. Oh God, yeah, that's like what two hundred, so, you know, two hundred fifty grams possibly, something like that. No, it's not that much. Fucking hell, mate, it's not that much. Two hundred fifty grams of protein. Two hundred fifty grams. Oh, oh sorry, no, no, no. I'm thinking about when you weigh it out on the scales. My bad. What a donut. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. no if we was to do that by like, calorie wise, you know. Uh, you know, 50, 50 grams would be... So that's like 200, 200 grams. Yeah, it's not a lot really, is it? Um, so when we t- when we talk about the keto diet, it's obviously high in fat. So what does this mean then? So the point of it, modern way anyway, most of the people who go on it is is a, is a aid for weight loss. We'll talk more about specifics in a bit, but the reason they talk about weight loss is because when you go on an extremely high fat diet, something called ketosis happens. And what this basically is, is your body is using fat as the main, main fuel source as opposed to carbs. So that's kind of kind of the whole premise of it. So as we go forward, bear in mind this is the reason is ketosis. Sorry, man, I had an absolute brain fart before. What I meant was those fifty grams of carbs, it's like two hundred calories. Yeah, okay. Which is absolutely fuck all. But yeah, I mean yeah, it's not a lot, is it? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a lot. lot. But I mean, as you said, like originally it started off as kind of like a treatment for epilepsy. And uh, don't get me wrong, that that is kind of still around today. Some people, yeah, I think it still works. It's still a thing that's is used. Yeah, I mean, so here's like a little mini fact for you. Um, when I was in my late teens, I was actually under suspicion of being having epilepsy, and luckily enough, they actually put me. I say lucky enough, it wasn't really lucky, uh, but I was put on like medication for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't. Yeah, my sister was. Thank fuck, I wasn't put on the ketogenic diet. That's all I'm going to say because I enjoy my carbs. But um, yeah, I was. Um, nan, 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 nan. Oh yeah, I do like me cups. Oh, pop tarts, mm, Cheerios. As as long as they're fucking uh, cavemen, pop tarts. Oh yeah. Of Speaking course. of that though, have you? What was it they brought out recently? Did you see it? Someone posted the keto. They brought out a uh, keto fucking. What was it? Was it keto bread or keto? It was something keto. Oh, mate, you it was get carb. It was basically, you get everything. I was uh, I was in Boots today, and they now do a slim fast keto shake. Yeah, just. I tell you what, as well. just just hitting buzzwords to get people in, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, we kind of spoke about we. Do you know what we speak about this with every podcast with nutrition and you all the all the diets at least, and you'll find that this is a bit of a trend, and that is certain diets they will pick a buzzword and they'll try and sell it to you, and it happens with like the recipes as well. We especially on the paleo, we already kind of spoke about paleo and how it's supposed to be a caveman diet. Then you've got people making paleo pop tarts, which is completely fucking. You know, it makes no sense whatsoever. But yeah, with uh, keto, you do get like, particularly in America. I was in Boston last year, and I was in um, oh, what's the fucking Walgreens, which is like their version of Superdrug. You know, uh, we have a much cooler name, Superdrug. You know what you're getting there. You're getting some super drugs from Superdrug. You want your drugs, you go Superdrug. Um, mm, you don't want reasons. You don't want good drugs. No, you? you want super drugs. Super yeah. duper drugs. You don't like mediocre drugs. Nah. You want super or, drugs. Or, or they're okay, but there is better out there drugs. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to Walgreens. <laughs> but back to Walgreens. <laughs> I was in Walgreens and they um they had like loads of keto supplements. Absolutely loads. And this is 2019 when you think people would know better. But no, keto is still a massive, massive thing. Yeah. So I I don't know I don't know much about this keto diet, but I, I it kinda goes hand in hand with CrossFit. I think this is <laughs> 
Like, yeah, a lot, I like see a lot of their a lot of their stuff seems to promote, and we're getting to why I think it's a fucking stupid idea. I don't know why it is definitely it stupid. Itself. It makes no sense. Um, I'm not going to jump no. the gun like I usually do. We will wait till we get onto that. But yeah, that yeah, is a really good point to make. But um, I just want to quickly say as well is in regards to modern times, there are certain people that have made key, the ketogenic diet a more popular thing, especially in regards to things like weight loss. And it, yeah, yeah. two of the fuckers that come to mind is one is um, Doctor Fun. Who is an author of a book? Uh, oh, I can't remember what the fuck it's called now. Is it the obesity? Yeah, the obesity code. I think it is. And he's one of those which the whole book is basically a long-winded, cherry-picked fucking novel on sh- why sugar is bad and sugar is the cause of this and that, and keto is the way forward. And then you had the other guy, Dave Asprey, the biohacker. And he's the one that you will now see people putting butter in their coffee. Oh fuck, is that him? Yep, that's. Do you guys, him. do you guys not do that? It's fucking rats, that. I've got to admit, Andy, fucking years ago, well before I knew what I knew now, I actually did it for like a week because I I heard, oh, it it burns fat. Putting butter in your coffee burns fat. And you know what? A really fucking calorie-dense food. You're just putting fat into coffee? Yeah. (laughs) I know that now. But the thing is, like, this is well before I was, you know, initiated, Bruce. But, I mean, it's... People still fucking believe this. The uninitiated. It's like so bizarre that it must work. Yeah, yeah. do you know what it is? It's the whole point of keto... No, sorry, I don't want to say the whole point. But in regards to the hardcore fucking zealots behind a ketogenic diet, is they believe that by eating fat, you will burn fat. Just because you're eating it, eat fat to burn fat, which makes zero sense whatsoever. Well, it's because of this whole ketosis thing, isn't it, that your body's supposed to be using fat for fuel. But they think because your body's using fat for fuel, it's automatically burning more fat when it's, it doesn't make it doesn't matter. It's just your, it's just your fuel source. It doesn't mean you're going to... If you're on a calorie surplus, just because your body's burning fat instead of carbs doesn't mean you're going to suddenly start losing fat. You're going to burn whatever the fuck you put into your body. Yeah. Whether that's with carbohydrates, fat, fucking Play-Doh. You know, whatever you're eating is what you're going to be burning. Well, of course, yeah. I think I move. We'll move on to we'll move on to the first one. Then weight loss because we've kind of already gone to it. So we've we've discussed in a previous episode. But weight loss is it is true. If you go on the keto diet in the initial in that initial week, you are going to lose a lot of weight. And we've spoke about this is because of the uh, drastic cut out of carbs. Yeah. Because carbs we've established hold a lot of water weight. We're talking about I think it's four grams of water per gram of carbs. So you imagine you cut all your carbs out, your body's going to lose all that water weight. So on the scales, you're going to be like fucking hell. Look, I've just lost a stone in a week on this keto yeah, diet, and then everyone goes mad over it and weight. excited. But it's not it's not fat loss. It's water water uh, weight loss again, and that that's another thing that like tricks people into like buying into this diet and yeah. buying into these products a lot more because they see such a big, big yeah fucking big oomph at the start. Yeah, and this is why I think it's got long term sustainability sustainability issues because you get that buzz at the start, and then when you plateau and it starts to slow down, you become very disheartened because if anything happens too quickly and then it slows, you're automatically like, "Well, this is shit. Why why am I now taking too long to burn fat?" Don't get me wrong; if you're in a calorie deficit whilst on the ketogenic diet, you will burn fat. But at first, you get that initial bit. People got to understand there's a big difference between weight loss and fat loss. And kind of like you, you pinpointed it there, Bill, which is, you know, the first week you're going onto a ketogenic diet and you deplete yourself of carbohydrates and you've no longer got that glycogen for water to hold onto and you flush out that water, you get a massive drop in weight loss. But once you've no longer got anything for water to hold onto and that initial water weight is gone, it's going to get very slow going from there. If anything, you might even stagnate. But I mean, do you know what you know what you just uh, what you what you kind of said, Andy? It's a bit like an illusion in regards to like how at first the, the diet seems really good because you get that big initial drop. I can tell you now, it's quite popular in the PT industry for P, for personal trainers or coaches to put their weight loss clients onto a ketogenic uh, diet just so they get so, that buy-in. Like Jesus Christ, I've lost a stone moral, in a week. It? Oh yeah, of course it is. And then they start you're wondering. Calling your, three you're calling weeks. your clients, aren't you? Yeah, because the first like week you'll get a massive drop, and then after that you might start losing it a lot slower than what you originally did, or you might even stagnate and maintain weight. And then the person's feeling like a failure, and it's not them; it's just that they've been they've been duped in a way. The, the bottom line is on this on this diet is I, look, I was looking at a paper, and the bottom line they basically come up with is that low carb diets are basically not superior on multiple different fronts. They looked at and. 
low carb diets often have a similar failure rate to other diets as well. So they're not, you know, they're not any better, they're not any worse, but they're pretty similar. Um, these other, these, there's other studies which come back to this one is, and there's meta-analyses which will say, oh, but low carb is superior because blah 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 blah, blah for weight loss. But what these big meta-analyses say, so what we, let me just bring it back a little bit. Meta-analysis is normally quite a good good study to look at so people get excited over them so when people bring out these meta-analyses of a low-carb diet being superior for weight loss people get excited but what a lot of these studies show is if you actually dig deeper is that it's linked to protein consumption and not actually yeah. being low-carb because they're eating more protein and we all know about having a high-protein diet is actually better for losing weight because obviously it's more uh, filling isn't it was it society yes society society we live in yeah, a society so- yeah, we live in a society. Yeah, we, we know the link to protein and protein and weight loss. So th- these big studies, what they actually do when you dig deeper is it's actually more linked to higher protein consumption than it is being low carb. But all they've done is they've said, well, they were on a low carb at the same time, so it must be because they were on a low carb diet when that's not the case. I mean, two things about that is one, I want to quickly go back to the whole meta analysis thing, and it and that's an important point to make about meta analysis is that. If each individual study is flawed in the first place, then naturally, when you look at the bigger picture of that meta-analysis, then naturally the meta-analysis is going to be flawed as well because it's only going to be as good as each individual study that's involved. The second point is, so traditionally, a ketogenic diet is just high-fat, low-carb. However, I've kind of... So I'm kind of speaking from my own experience of what I've witnessed here, but it seems that most people on a ketogenic diet now tend to... It's not just fat for the sake of fat... They tend to eat lots of high-protein fat sources. Yeah, high-protein fat. So yeah. the most popular one seems to be fucking bacon. Like people, it's almost like these these ketogenic fucking cultists are trying to impress you or make you feel jealous by saying, I can have bacon every day. It's like, well, okay. I'd love to see their sodium So levels. could I. <laughs> it don't fucking matter. But I mean, um, yeah, like it's the, it's the high doses of protein they're getting with that. Now with high fat and high protein particularly in combination it is very i'm not even gonna fucking try pronouncing the word bill it's just filling mm-hmm. yeah it's filling it's very yeah. i want to be more fucking scientific with it but it's, yeah it's not it's, it's, it's high society once you've once you've had a barb yeah it's that it's that filling yeah oh god yeah that's joe what that's need to, you don't need way. to drop sciencey stuff in tell it how it is it's a barbecue fucking feeling barbecue belly barbecue, barbecue belly barbecue <laughs> belly without the buns the meat sweats oh it's a meat sweat yeah Honest I'm to God, honest to God, like you imagine going to a barbecue and just not even touching any of the buns or anything that's like carby and just go for the meat. That's pretty that's much That's 100% how barbecue. I roll at a barbecue. Oh, yeah. That's what a barbecue is, isn't I'm, it? That is, that so is I'm basically keto. Yeah, that's when the way to go at a barbecue, uh, though. Uh, 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 I don't think <laughs> that's, that's strictly true. Uh, when it's a barbecue... I'm fucking full keto. <laughs> I, 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 that's a good way to go about it, like. At the end of the day, you know, barbecues ain't every day, are they? So, so I think what we've just we've just established there is that it can be quite beneficial for fat loss if you are having these high protein keto diets. Because if you're in a calorie deficit, regardless, and you're and you're happy on the keto diet and you can sustain it, then yeah, it's going to be a good uh, fat loss uh, diet for you. But there are some issues with it that I found, and that is the first one is it's long term. Um, sustainability issues so the first thing i looked at was side effects so there's a common thing called the keto flu which normally only lasts about a week but that initial week because people are off they feel bad in that week they can come off it straight away uh, people say if you get through that week you'll be fine but obviously if someone's just gone on a diet and they feel like they're having the flu they're not going to want to stay with it so they might change back literally i don't straight think away. that's a good diet to have to be honest if it fucking creams you in in the first week hmm not for me. Yeah, it's, it's such a drastic diet change, isn't it? Because your body's so used to using carbs as fuel, you're now trying to force it to change. And since you've kind of got like, re- I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how accurate this is scientifically, but you're kind of trying to reconfigure the way the body is working. So I was reading a study that said um, with the keto, you kind of want to take three to six months to tran- transition. Oh, I'm going to come on to that, mate. Oh, I'm going to come on oh. to that. Fucking, we've got, I've got some, got some stuff oh, on that. Oh, all right, sorry. I'll fucking shut up yeah. then. Before we no, get yeah. off, mute my mic. You let me know when you want me to fucking speak, all right? All right. See you next week, Andy. See you next week, bye. <laughs> on the subject of weight loss, in regards to keto, so first of all, I want to, I just want to say, and it feels important to mention this, that, and yeah, it's probably going to offend people, but in regards to some people seeing diets as their religion, their personality, being an absolute cultist, the ketogenic diet does seem to be that specific diet that seems to attract all the nutters. 
basically. I know it's going to offend people. No, that I mean, just I, proves my I, point. <laughs> no, um, you are right. They are very dedicated people. And I think if, if they didn't express themselves, like you look at CrossFitters, you look at people that love what they do, they love to express and tell you about it. And if yeah, they haven't got true. that chance, yeah. then... The problem I don't, I don't mind people, I don't mind people expressing and saying their success stories, but I just don't like it when they start spouting bullshit. Yeah, precisely. Like when, when they're saying, oh, the keto diet, it's made, it's because of this diet that I've lost so much weight. It's like, no, you've lost loads of weight because you've been in a controlled calorie deficit. You could have done it on any other diet. Don't force people to say they need to go on the keto diet to lose weight. This is the point I was going to make, actually. Now, a lot of the absolute, don't get me wrong, there are people on a ketogenic diet that they know the score at the end of the day. They know like, what I'm about to say is bollocks. But there's a hell of a lot of keto zealots out there that believe that the calorie deficit isn't even why they're losing weight. They're losing weight because it's all to do with insulin. Is this something I'm jumping the gun on here, Bill, a little bit? Well, no, you know what? Fuck it, we'll go, we'll roll oh, with it. Oh, he gets, fuck it. It, he gets a no, fuck no, no. it. He gets a no, fuck it. He gets a fuck it, we'll go into it. No, because, I'm no, not because finished. you only go one point ahead. Oh, I'm not jumping too I'm not You're finished. jumping five points ahead, Andy. I've had enough of this dictatorship. We shall rise up. <laughs> Are you going to start a union, Andy? The podcast union? Yeah, yeah. Get a fit union. Me, me and the dinosaurs, we're fucking striking. <laughs> Things are a lot better when it was just four leaves an hour. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> going back to going back to Z-Lots and like their claims, etc. Now, a lot of I them... I don't like re- how you use a derogative term for them. Sorry, do you... Uh, call them, Andy. The, uh, I have heard a horrendous one. Go for it. And that's Keytards. Yeah. Keytards. <laughs> Fuck it. That's enough one for the apology go. list. See, do you know what? Fuck it. With the Keytards, um, it's one of those... <laughs> I'm just going to double down here now. Fuck it. Mask off. But no, with uh, the Keto Z-Lots, cultists, Keytards, whatever you want to call them, they actually put themselves into a calorie deficit without even meaning to, just because obviously, as we already mentioned, the diet itself can be very, very filling. So when you're eating that amount of food, it's actually hard to kind of eat in like a surplus or even eat in a maintenance. So they don't even realise they're in a deficit, but they'll argue against fat loss being possible by going into a deficit, if that makes sense. And yeah, one, they think it's down to the exactly, insulin. Exactly, it? it's down to insulin, which is where I'm going to let you kind of shift the podcast along now. Well, with the insulin thing, I want to, if you want the full thing, because we did go into quite a lot of detail on insulin on the carnivore episode, which is, if you go back, listen to the diet episode on carnivore, we go into, but I'll kind of quickly summarize what we came to. Basically, there's something called lipogenesis, which happens, uh, it's when you get carbs, they get converted and stored as fat, this is called de novo lipogenesis, but we established that this only happens in meaningful amounts when you're in a calorie surplus, so it's like, yeah, no shit. Obviously, if I'm in a calorie surplus, I'm going to put weight through this insulin response. So basically, this lipogenesis, which on paper makes it look like, oh, if I eat carbs, it's, they're going to be converted and stored to fat. Oh, shit, insulin spikes. I don't know. But no, this will only happen if you're eating a lot of fucking food. It's not, if you're on a normal diet or in a deficit, this, this insulin thing doesn't make a difference. So that, that that's what we kind of came to the conclusion on that carnivore episode. But if you want the full details on that, go listen to that. Or if you go to our blog, we've also got a blog on the carnivore diet where we talk about the insulin thing there as well. All on chatshitgetfit.com if you want all that. That sounded like it was rehearsed, mate. It almost sounded like it, he was uh, reading from a script, Bill. Well, Tom jumped the gun, so I just went straight for it. I, yeah, I'm prepared. Like, I'm prepared oh, shit, it. where's my notes? Where's my legs? <laughs> but I just want to make a point clear though on insulin quickly before we jump on health disclaimer. If you have got type 2 diabetes, obviously it's all linked with insulin, please consult a doctor before even considering going keto because that carb reduction can fuck you up big time. So see a doctor first before if you're even considering it. Do you know what? Funny enough about that, um, once again, that I mean, there can be some benefits to the ketogenic diet depending on the context. One of those was epilepsy. If you don't quite fancy taking the, the horse fucking tranquilizer pills I was put on, as a teenager. Um, they had really bad side effects, by the way. I was paranoid as shit. So, yeah, maybe just go keto instead. So, you ain't got to get on the pills. But, I mean, um, type, so we're going about type 2 diabetes there. Um, something we kind of spoke about in like one of our early episodes was metabolic syndrome. So, kind of like diabetes, insulin resistance, etc. does kind of fall under that. Uh, the ketogenic diet might actually benefit people that do have some form of metabolic syndrome. So there's that to consider. But it's one of those things where it's not going to be something you've got to go on for the rest of your life. It's just until health markers improve. So yeah, in different contexts, you know, there are benefits to it. But what pisses me off is just the whole, the myth behind how it relates to weight loss 
and how it demonizes insulin, demonizes carbs, demonizes sugar, X, Y, Z. For people that don't know, and they, and they, and they read this, and they get, they get told by a die-hard fan, it, you, somewhat, it's basically like a, a, a sales tactic because once like people believe in this keto diet, they're selling it, aren't they? They're selling everybody to get on it, yeah. get with them. And those, those buzzwords, isn't it? You know? And then people that don't actually know much about nutrition that go on this and try this yeah. end up creaming in really, really hard because they, they don't understand what's going on. They don't understand their body. They don't understand why they're doing the things they're doing. This, is, this keto diet is definitely one you need to look into and like yeah. really read down yeah. on. I want to pull back to your talk about the sort of the, the buzzwords and how you get the big marketing teams. And that is something that I see a lot of, and that is about sugar and being addictive. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. always hear about it. Oh, sugar is more addictive than cocaine. Oh, fucking oh, blah, blah, blah. The reason that you need to cut your carbs out is because sugar. Basically, yeah. So, there, it, yeah, it tastes nice, but the evidence for it, it is weak, it's weak at best to say that sugar is addicting. It's a thing that gets thrown around all the fucking time. It pisses me off. It's compared to cocaine and fucking meth. Yeah. It's compared to heroin. How many people do you know would suck dick in an alleyway for a bag of sugar uh, one with that you you never see people going oh it's friday like you see him going oh it's friday gonna get my bag of cocaine Woo! they're not doing that on a monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday are they you know so it's mm. definitely something that's like a weekend blast but everyone's like yeah i need my coffee one sugar fix you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. weirdos <laughs> well, I've got some data just quickly to, to, to summarise on that, the sugar addiction thing. is basically this this paper that they concluded with, given the lack of evidence supporting it, we argue against a premature incorporation of sugar addiction into the scientific literature and public policy recommendations. So the problem is, it gets said enough times, you hear it so much on social media, oh, sugar's more addicting than cocaine, because enough people are spouting it and sharing it. It's the rumour that's com- fucking gone round so long, yeah. It's, yeah. Become a, it's become truth. It's become true, but yeah. you know it's what? Not the case at all. Once again, going back to fuck it, I'm going to say it again. Going back to the ketards, a lot of them. Are, so with all these studies that come out, kind of disproving this, the keto lot, the keto crowd are always adamant that, well, who who have funded these studies? It's big sugar. Big sugar's yeah, funded these brilliant. studies, isn't it? Which kind of shows you your bias already. If the first thing you're thinking of is who funded the study, it must be someone that does not agree with me. And in regards to the whole. Sugar being addictive. I mean, there have been studies done. I think one of the most prominent studies was actually. I have to fucking go to my source of information for this, but um, it, it was done on like rats that had been starved, <laughs> rats that yeah, had been yeah. given loads of sugar. So a, lot, a lot of I've noticed just as a theme, there's a big theme of studies on the keto diet. We're going to get into more. A lot of them have done on the on animals. Yeah, which is a lot of reliable. mice. A lot of mice studies, and if you can't trust a mice, like a, a study on mice, because we're not fucking mice. Yeah. Exactly. yeah I, I'd like to hear their review. Yeah. Their personal the review. Mice get on, yeah. I'd like to see them and see their personal review. What Harry Bow did they prefer? Was it the Star Mix or the Fantastic? The there's, there's no denying that sugar, example for sweets, they released obviously that, was it that endorphin that gives you that, that pleasure response. Yeah, great. Everyone loves a taste of sweets, but... I'm not, as I said, I'm not going to go and smash some, smash someone's house up to get money to go buy no. some sweets. That doesn't happen. Do, do you know what? It does not happen. Just because something is enjoyable doesn't inherently make it addictive. Don't get it wrong. We've got hyperpalatable no, foods, which make us, mm, yeah, I wouldn't mind having some of that. But no, you know, you, at the end of the day, you could be addicted to stroking a puppy. You can, you can be addicted to anything that makes you feel good. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's the thing. Including exercise. And there's certain <laughs> things which will, that change your brain, uh, sort of the chemicals in your brain, which will make you do things that are out of character. They're the things you need to worry about. I said like the cocaine, the heroin, because they'll make you yes. do things which you wouldn't normally do to get them. Yeah. Whereas with sweets and sugar, that, that doesn't seem to be the case. Even the paper, I mean, the scientific literature says it as well, that there's no real evidence to support sugar as addiction. I, I do believe that it's because it's so readily available yeah, that is that is the only problem. Like if you took it yeah. down from every child's eye level, if you took it away from every till, yeah, children wouldn't go and find it. Children wouldn't scour the country trying to find a shop that sells sweets. They'd be like, all right, fuck it, I won't have sweets. I won't have sweets. every child walks in the shop and when they see it, they're like, can I have it? Can I have it? Yeah. Can I have it? And, and that's the that... marketing tool that they put it yes, though. They put it in kids' yeah, face. Yeah. Even things you know like the, the packaging, the color, the texture. You know, mm-hmm. sugar, sugar out of a bag on a spoon. It's it's not, yeah, no one's going to have that. But it's the way it's... And the thing is as well, what really makes me laugh is people that say, oh, sugar is inherently addictive. You actually look at the foods that sugar are in that are moreish, and it's like, well, actually, they're combined with fat as well. Things like donuts, you know, cookies, 
It's not just carbohydrates, it's combined with fat. But then you look at things that are high fat, but are really fucking Moorish. So crisps. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. But dominoes. Yeah, exactly. I could smash dominoes for days, but that's got no, that's got no fucking sugar. I mean, you get obviously cut all carbs and sugar. That's not to good it, yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they think of sugar, they're talking about like, because we, we have to establish that all carbs are sugar. People like to think yeah. certain carbs are blah, but your body still di- digests carbs as glucose. But yeah, we're talking about things like sweets and like, you know, sweet treats, basically, when they say sugar's addictive. Refined but, sugar. Refined sugar. Refined sugar, yeah. yeah. Fuck it, let's say um, that. We'll move on to the next one then. Uh, this is more sort of off the food side of things. Now we're looking at sports performance. So here we go. It's an interesting one. There's, there's a lot of stuff on this. So it basically, what I, what I looked at straight away was it might help in sports that require a quick rapid weight loss so if you're a if you're a boxer and you've got to make weight perhaps going on the keto diet for a week or two might help because you'll be able to lose all that water weight keyword water weight initially so that'd be beneficial for that for them I mean, that's, that's that's you can't argue that because that's true you'll lose a lot of water weight you'll be able to cut weight for a fight good yeah exactly a good example of that is fighters boxers mixed martial artists you know that they need to make weight so they'll just cut their water Sorry, cut their water, do a water cut. And they do that by, well, for starters, just not drinking water, but also depleting their carbohydrate, uh, their glycogen, which is their carb intake. But if we actually move on to actual performance and not just cut and weight, we'll start with endurance based. So straight away, we're looking at the impairing our performance and endurance because obviously we rely on carbohydrate oxidization during these events. Uh, we've got, there's loads of studies on these. I'm going to link them all in the show notes. A lot of studies basically saying that carbohydrates are directly linked with increased performance and endurance events and cutting out carbohydrates. Even if you're in ketosis, you're better off being, you know, relying on your carbs instead. There's loads of studies, once again, on that, so I'll link them. Um, and then anaerobic, once again, all the evidence suggests that low-carb limits performance in anaerobic activities. Once again, I'll put the studies in. So really, there's no strong evidence for keto in performance. However, there was a little bit of uh, data, so I spoke to one of our sources of information, and he said there might be a notable benefit in short-term, high-intense exercise, but there needs to be a lot more uh, research done on this before it becomes sort of like yeah. concrete. So basically, to stick with the current recommendation is there's no sports performance benefit to be gained from keto, and you're better off just sticking with a, a carb diet and tailoring your carbs to your activity levels. Keto has a, in the high-intensity realm... Like I may have a benefit. I can, I can get on board with it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. In okay. the sense that we like when you s- smash a fucking bit more than you used to carb wise, you can feel quite bloated and sluggish. Yeah, yeah, of course, and, yeah. And that, that, that water weight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it might have that effect of because you're because you're full, the carbs wise that you're having this sort of sluggish. So yeah you're gonna have this slow down but that, pets, that could but just be a case of on that day just cutting your carbs back a bit you don't have to go full keto you know what i mean so fucking, yeah yeah and this is what yeah, i mean it's it. a bit like yeah. is it i could understand it because we've all eaten a bit too many too much pasta before a fucking fizz session oh yeah and then gone oh i feel a bit slow today so I can, I can understand but i don't think it like how would you do that it kind of comes into sort of like the intermittent fasting type stuff doesn't it like i oh, don't eat yeah, for this course, yeah. and then i go into that yeah so you're kind of not doing keto, you're more doing intermittent fasting, and which we know has benefits and we don't. So you've carbed up the day before and stuff like that. Yeah, so you're kind yeah. of like not not doing keto. Yeah. I want to bring us back to something you said earlier, Andy. So there's a comeback to a lot of this. When when we when people bring up these studies saying oh, it impairs for there's a lot of there's a comeback to this. And a lot of the ketards, as Tom likes to call them, will come back and say, "Well, not just me. You didn't allow your body enough time to get keto adapted. It takes three to six months, like you said, Andy. However, what we do know is that ketone production plateaus within two weeks. After two, after two weeks, it plateaus. So that that uh, and fat oxidization plateaus within a week. So we're talking two two weeks, and basically all that all that's basically plateaus. So there's no you don't have to wait three six months. And then our reset analysis here, which is pretty good. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that, but basically. He's this guy finished off by saying so it takes within two weeks to manifest adaptations that collectively decrease endurance performance. Hmm. Yeah. So he basically just shut this bloke down. And this is actually a guy called the Alan Aragon. Oh, Alan, yeah. Glad I've heard him. Yeah, Alan, yes, he's he's quite a good guy to get some information from. So he basically was he had like a back and forth with someone about yeah. it, and they said that three to six month thing, like you said, Andy, which you obviously found online, and it basically just turned out to be bullshit. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to say like. We we fucking tear things apart on a fucking weekly basis, 
But there are there are like high tier fucking smarty pants people other than ourselves who you should be listening to. And Alan Aragon is one of those people. Yeah, he's um, brilliant. Isn't he's it? like in regards to nutrition, he's fucking top tier. He's top tier, um, and he's he's good at breaking stuff down for simpler folk like us as well. But yeah, I mean, um, he's been at war with fucking ketards for donkeys. Actually, he's, in fact, he's one of the first people I went to in regards to getting information on nutrition. But do you know what? In regards to sports, like there's a plethora of evidence that shows, especially in regards to a glycoctic situation, like where we we need to be burning carbs for for fuel. In regards to especially like anaerobic exercise and going back to CrossFit again as well, stuff like that. There's a plethora of evidence that shows that you know carbs are highly beneficial for an energy source. There's loads. There's loads of evidence. But it's ridiculous. It's not just stuff like that as well. There's also kind of some evidence that shows that. You know, being on a keto diet is possibly not the most optimal for things like bodybuilding, etc. Now, don't get me wrong, you can build muscle on a ketogenic diet. I don't want people to straw man me here. But without those carbs, you, you might find that your performance starts to suffer, etc. And I think of a lack of carbohydrates as well. And this is to do with insulin. Now, there is a reason why, in regards to bodybuilders, we already know they kind of fucking shoot up steroids, etc. But there's also insulin, and there is reasons for that. And it does show that in regards to the ketogenic diet, it can interfere with you know muscle protein synthesis as well. And I think that's to do with the the lack of insulin release as well from carbohydrates. So it's not just sports; it's also things like bodybuilding as well. So you can do it on a ketogenic diet. It's just not the most efficient way of doing it. I think to summarise that point, basically for sports performance, I'd recommend I wouldn't recommend the keto diet really. Yeah. Um, it's not so. If it were, if you feel like it works for you, great. But I don't. Please don't go around preaching saying, "Oh, I'm fucking my fizz is great, my PT is fantastic, I'm I feel better than I ever did before." Because all you're doing is you're something Tom likes to talk about is buyer's bias. Which if you link it to this, you could be if you're so invested in this keto diet and you really want it to work, you're going to tell people and pretend to yourself that you're performing better than you actually probably would have been if you were on uh, a higher carb diet so you need to be careful about what people say online and actually look at the data and not listen to what people tell you how they feel because they might be just trying to convince themselves that they're doing better because of being on a keto diet that short term it may make them feel amazing it may feel great yeah, because be, they're yeah. doing something yeah. different um yeah, yeah and it may not actually be doing that initial buzz yeah and it may not like actually be doing anything to them just the feeling that they're doing something different may that may be trumping the the actual effects of what they're having so definitely if you're going to look into this don't don't just be like okay this guy or this girl is fucking preaching to me look at every other diet and always have well, it Andy, i don't know i don't want to say that i'm uh you're jumping the oh, gun again but i'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna there's something like, something like you know that quick initial buzz in like the first week or something i want there's a really important and he's a fucking psychic point, which is gonna go back yeah he's just jumped, what, he's all over this isn't guys he? i'm back i'm on i'm it's, on my phone. Uh, <laughs> we'll quickly move on before Andy erupts into chaos. Brain health. This is an important one. Brain health. This is a quite a big one. So we'll go into it. So basically, straight off the bat, we'll talk about what fuels the brain, and that is glucose. Glucose is usually the brain's main fuel source. It can't use fat. So automatically you're thinking, well, we're cutting all our glucose out. How can we how do we fuel the brain? So what happens is you get ketones. And ketones can actually produce 70% of the brain's fuel needs. So that's quite, it could do quite a lot, but the rest of it must be done using glucose. So what, if we're on a low glucose diet, how are we getting this? So there's something called glucogenesis. And this basically provides the rest. What this is, is the liver uses protein, the amino acids and protein to create glucose. And then it will use that to fuel the rest of the brain, basically. Maybe not as optimally if you're using, you know, raw glucose from, from your diet, but it's still there. So you're still. This is basically defending uh, keto a little bit because some people like to say that keto diet, your brain's going to melt, when in fact your body can actually regulate itself so that it doesn't absolutely melt down and crash. But obviously, it depends how optimally that is. I'm not. I'm not too sure. We'd have to look at more data for that. Uh, fun fact, Tom. Uh, sorry, Andy. What you said a, a second ago about that quick initial buzz in the first week, you might feel better. Well, if you're eating lots of protein, your body may initially still use glucose it'll, glucogenesis it will use this over ketogenesis Just because you stop doesn't mean that you're not going to have a, a, a fucking backlog of fucking stuff running through your system yeah of course so that's what i'm saying because so, it'll always try and prioritize carbs over the, the uh, glucose sorry over the fat so what it'll do is it'll use glucogenesis instead of ketogenesis initially but the whole thing with brain health once again is that we need more data because there's a lot i mean there's a lot of fucking my studies on this 
and that it's it's very difficult to be conclusive when the, all they're doing is studies on fucking rodents on on brain health. But all I will say is that in defence of the keto diet, when people say, "Oh, your brain's going to turn to mush because glucose is the main fuel source," you can get seventy percent from ketones, and then the rest can be created from the liver that uses the protein in <laughs> glucogenesis. I've actually made a, a joke about in the past with other people that um, like, why are keto people like the fucking way they are in regards to they're so argumentative and once again I'm not, I know I'm overgeneralizing I'm talking about the ketards not the keto people sorry the ketards the absolute diehard fans and it's like why are they so fucking oblivious to the science why why do they cherry pick and just why are they just fucking over annoying bastards and I think a lot of it might actually be to do with the lack of fucking glucose going to the brain <laughs> to be honest with you yeah they are brain dead half the fucking time so that's my theory well, if we're being honest, if you if you look at so you know I said that the liver uses the protein to create this uh, the glucose needs. If you're on a high fat diet, it doesn't necessarily mean you're on a high protein diet. No, no, not always. So if you're no. if you're smashing loads of let's say cheeses and butters, you might not have a lot of protein. So your body, your liver's trying to use the protein to create this other uh, glucose. But if it hasn't got a lot of protein, it might struggle to make up that other thirty percent. So even though you've got a seventy percent in the bag, it might struggle to make the other thirty. Whereas if you're on a normal carbohydrate uh, balanced diet, your body's always going to have enough yeah. to uh, to fuel the brain fully. So that I think that's where Tom comes with when he says, "Oh, they've got a bit of a fucking a bit it's brain dead." Those, you know, it's one of those things where if you've been doing this for quite some time, you'd have like a template of a meal. So I don't know how some others would do it, but me, I would obviously have my. Let's say I'm doing a ketogenic diet, and funny enough, I have actually done it for about a week because I actually wanted to cut water. I actually purposely wanted to cut water weight at the time, and it did work. I dropped a good couple of pounds of water because I wanted to see a baseline of um, how much I weighed without my water weight behind me. But, I mean, for that week, I had a template, and the first thing I thought of was, right, what is my meat sauce going to be? And I had things I had, like, low-carb sauces to go with that meat. It was basically, my, my staple meal was basically a massive bowl of meatballs in marinara sauce. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't have the carbs. <laughs> And it was just, so instead of having fucking pasta with it, I just had like loads of olives with it and just like high fat, high fatty foods basically. But yeah, obviously I had that protein sauce because I had like lean meatballs in there. But I mean, yeah, I'm going to obviously I'm going to get a massive amount of protein from that. But for most ketogenic people, I'm kind of like guessing here, is they go for the meat sauce first, they would get that protein intake. Especially since bacon seems to be the go-to, but then you get those. Yeah, that, I'm not arguing. Yeah, of course, yeah, I think most people will have enough protein to use as glucogenesis to then create you, enough. Then you brain. get those types that are just like all they think about is the fat, and that's where you get the whole butter in their coffee and uh, oh, what's the other one? Coconut oil, coconut oil here, yeah, there, and everywhere. Not. Jesus Christ! Uh, there was one point where a lot of people, oh, fucking 2018 now, people were thinking coconut oil was like the the absolute savior to all our health issues and fat loss because once again you got to eat fat to burn fat and that was really I wonder who was pushing that information oh god weren't people who sold coconut oil was it oh yeah Jesus Christ you can imagine just like <laughs> the fuckers selling butter keto butter absolute lunacy but yeah I still don't get the whole like eat fat to burn fat it just <laughs> like uh, obviously I fell for it at one point but you know people are still falling for it in 2020 so whatever We'll go on to the next point. This is every diet we spoke about seems to use this buzzword and it's quite a dangerous one. It's, it's the word cancer. And every diet claims to help. Every diet mm. seems to claim, oh, we can help you reduce chart risks of cancer and blah, 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 blah. So this one, we'll talk about it. Where Once again, there's a lot of mixed data on this. We need a lot more data before we can be conclusive of it. But there are some truth to what they... There's truth, but they're myth at the same time. So basically, it's true. Cancer does require blood sugar glucose for energy. Okay, so that, that's true. But I wonder if you're going to say the giving, same thing that I'm going to say. Go on. But giving more sugar to to your to in your body does not uh, make cancer cells grow, and taking sugar away will not make them you know shrink. So your input or your uh, output of sugar, your increase or decrease of sugar, makes no effect on these cancer cells. It still it obviously it uses glucose to fuel itself, but you if you were to say cut all your carbs out, it's not going to like suddenly shrink your cancer cells. And if you started to eat shitloads more sugar, it's not going to grow. What were you going to say, Tom? No, I was just going to say that in regards to the whole, the effect of the ketogenic diet on cancer, I have seen, so I have seen some stuff in the past. I'd have to go back and look into this and I'll probably include it in the show notes. God help me because I've now just committed to that, you know, 
I'll get one of yep. your 12. I expect to yeah, see your, that. Your, your 1 a.m. texts where you're like, uh, so those show notes. <laughs> yeah, happy days. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I have I have seen some data that says that insulin does kind of contribute towards the growth of uh, cancer cells. Yeah, I've seen some And, like that, yeah. you know, a ketogenic diet might kind of help that, actually, in regards to mitigating insulin, because obviously you're lowering your insulin release. But this is where there's like a bit of nuance here. It's not so much that they're saying sugar causes or insulin causes cancer, but that if the cancer already exists, then you might be able to like hopefully mitigate any further growth with maybe the ketogenic diet. Or You can't, you fucking hell, you can't live a life like that. You know, we all, supposedly we all have cancerous cells, don't we? They're fucking inside us. And it can be anything and every anything and everything that can trigger this development. We can't yeah. live our life in a sense that you, you hide away from everything. It's it's all about balance, you know. Well, you make a good point, Randy, because it's like it's it's uh, once again Alan Aragon made a point. I didn't about jump the gun. Did I? It's such a no, no, no not this time. He made he made a really good point how cancer is so complex. And there's a reason we've got a cure for it for you know for a lot of cancer because it's so complex. And to just simply put it down to oh, it's sugar. Oh, it's insulin. I do feel not every cancer's the same. I do feel like if if these two were like proper related, I feel like sugar wouldn't be around as much. Yeah, yeah. I it, definitely don't it, think it, you could buy be, it by the kilo for a pound at no, Tesco. It'd be, it'd be mate. It'd be fucking. It'd be like common knowledge. You'd have like it'd be all over the place saying if you've got cancer, you need to stop it eating would, sugar. It now. would be like the and cigarette counter now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah you'd exactly. have pictures of like people with like um, you know. Like, like the tumours on their throat and stuff on the cigarette packets and it's behind those shutters so obviously our UK listeners know what we're talking about but our, our, our cousins across the sea obviously they don't and that is you know in the UK if you want to buy cigarettes they're hidden behind counters now aren't they and they're like in yeah. cupboards mm. it's almost like out of sight covered with pictures covered with pictures yeah. aren't they of like tumours out of sight out of mind horrible pictures so, you know they're not on packets of sugar I quite don't, yet. I don't think they're allowed to be like sex scene anymore, are they? The packets and stuff like no, that. They're no. not allowed to like look fabulous like and stuff. Yeah. Sugar's sexy. Basically, what we're saying is that sugar is it's not the be all and end all for this kind of thing. Like I looked at one cohort study which I'll link, and they basically concluded with there's no links between dietary sugar and cancer. And there's a few other studies that I'll link in that basically came to this same conclusion. That, Surely fruits and veg would very be bad com- for us then, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. It's just oh. it's another thing that people like to jump on because, as we said before, every diet wants to seem superior oh, to so other diets. They buzzwords use buzzwords people, like cancer, weight factor. loss, diabetes, and oh, and once again, all the studies that kind of prove that. Like Tom even said, he saw the insulin ones. A lot of these have actually, if you look at them, they're done on mice. Yeah, they're not. They're not done on people. They're actually done on mice, and it's like, well, okay, you've looked at mice and its response to sugar on its cancer cells and insulin, but we're not fucking mice. Nah, you know I mean, you. you you can't be spouting. You can't be spouting studies that are all done on fucking animals. That that's how good these these fucking this diet is. They're too scared to even do it on fucking humans. Yeah, I and mean, when they have, I've actually seen. I'm not. I'm not going to be 100 percent on this because I, I was briefly reading something. They've been. They've done some studies on humans, but they've had to like stop early doors because of the reaction people were having to certain effects. They were like wrapping their tits in. They had to like shut down the study. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't. I need to look into that more. But yeah, it was a few studies where they've had to like stop pretty early on. And even then, it's not just inherently sugar, it's what the sugar is mixed with. So once again, going back to things like donuts, cookies, pizza, etc. We know excess of these foods, excess sugar, excess of those types of food will lead to its own health problems. I'll tell you what, the easiest way to fucking do this is anecdotally. And that is, go get a spoonful of sugar, get get your spoonful of sugar, pop that in your mouth and see if you want to go for a second spoon. I fucking guarantee you, unless you're an absolute lunatic, you're not. So... I have a story. I was when I was on my PTI's course. Uh, there was a girl on in my car in my syndicate, and her husband gave up all sugar. Okay. And he almost died. Oh, he almost died. Yeah, he fucking wrapped in hard. Like he cut out all food with sugar, like good foods and bad foods. He just fucking cut it out. And she said, "Yeah, it was like a few weeks or something like that." And he fucking creamed. So by sugar, do you? Do, do we are we talk about like refined sugars? Are we talk about like carbs in general. All carbohydrates, uh, even veg, veg, vegetables and fruits. Like, yeah, and he said he fucking creamed in hard, and I was a bit like, it was like she didn't give me the full details of the story. Do you know what it was? Right? He, he was pretty nutrient deficient as well because you think of all these foods he's cutting out, he's going to get no nutrients in at all. He fucking like, no essential. Supposedly, yeah, he bombed that hard and had to go to hospital. I was like, 
bloke now. Did they have to cure them like, Mars bar? I was just like out smashing, <laughs> smashing Snickers. Like, oh, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> 50 cc's of Snickers, go. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing, but, you know, it goes to show you that, you know, there can be some serious fucking health consequences with some of these diets. But do you know what? Uh, I mean, what you said as well kind of proves what I said earlier in regards to you get the hardcore keto zealots where it's no longer just about, oh, keeping my carb intake under 50 grams. It's now no sugar whatsoever, including fruit and vegetables. And people always, do you know what? I've had people say to me... Well, that's a carnivore diet, isn't it? Thing, I've had people say to me, like, oh, no one's saying not to eat fruit and veg. <laughs> oh, bless me, fucking hell. Bless you. <clears throat> I need more fruit and veg. But yeah, oh, no one's saying not to eat more fruit and veg, just more fat. But it's like, no, you do get outliers where people say stuff like that. Hiya. Hi, Tom's other half. Tom, Tom, your child needs caring for. Stop doing a podcast and be an adult. <laughs> he's so confused. He's like, he's like, he's like mute, oh, mute the guys have said hello and she's gone, fuck off. I don't like listening to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, she, I don't give a fuck. She goes, I'm just going to walk in and do my own yeah, thing. She... And now he's like, please go away. <laughs> Look, she's badly telling him to piss off. She's like, he's like, can you go, please? She's like, fuck, she's I'm like, blowing, I'm yeah, she, boiling the kettle. Yeah, she's like, shut the fuck up, you and your shit podcast. <laughs> He just said five seconds. She's basically told to piss off and wait. He literally said, go away. No, t- 20 seconds. Look, she's added on. She's like, I don't care what you say, Tom. I'm staying for as long as I fucking need to yeah, stay. Like, my fucking house, you just live here, dickhead. She's just looking at, she's looking at the fridge at the moment. She's definitely taking her time. She's like, hmm. So I'm going to have... sauce shall I have with my bacon sandwich? Like, mm, I'm going to have some fucking Snickers now. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's definitely doing up here. He's definitely in trouble, isn't he? He's like... She's going, yeah. fucking. He looks like he's just been told off. Like, talking really fucking loud. Shut up, the kid's awake. And you know, she's Snap City because she's got a baby to look after. Yeah. And Tom's gone, now I've got to go talk to my silly little friends <laughs> and do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, stop playing Warhammer, you fucking knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, well, that whoa, what's that about? Oh. Shut up then. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Tom. Do you want to take five, uh, yeah. Speaking of Warhammer, guys. <clears throat> oh, there. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's from years ago. Don't worry. I don't do any of that anymore. Right, that's getting fucking well edited out. <laughs> Is it fuck? Is it right. fuck? Anyway. <laughs> right. Let's get back to the keto diet. Continue. Right, so next one, uh, we'll follow on from cancer because it's obviously quite similar. We'll talk about metabolic syndrome. So they always talk about being able to... Uh, improve metabolic syndrome markers basically so but when we think of metabolic syndrome you've got to remember it's normally associated with high levels of visceral fat uh we, we spoke about in a previous podcast visceral fat is the fat that essentially strangles your organs it's your internal fat and then subcutaneous is the outside stuff so if you've got a big beer belly that would be a lot of the sub- subcutaneous stuff. the wiggly stuff but so metabolic syndrome is stuff like correct me if i'm wrong is high blood pressure diabetes etc um, and this is normally linked to high levels of this visceral fat so Really, if you're on a calorie deficit and you're losing fat, you're gonna you're gonna lower your chances of getting a metabolic uh, improve your metabolic syndrome. You improve markers, your health markers. The correct terminology is yeah, yeah. health markers. I, I mean, I pretty works. much the keto diet will not inherently do. Yeah, this. I pretty much said that earlier. You can do that with a ketogenic diet, but pretty much what yeah, you said so. there, you could do it with anything that's kind of putting you into a calorie deficit, whilst changing other lifestyle factors. So it's not just nutrition. Um, do you know what? I've not said it in fucking ages, so I'm gonna say. It just because I haven't in a while. And there's other factors, mostly socioeconomic factors, you know, that oh, have a... I oh, know, I ain't fucking selling ages. We've got it in, we've, we've fu- got it in. I didn't have to shoehorn it in. But, you know, there's other factors that do play a role in metabolic syndrome. And one of the biggest ones is, like, just activity in general. And another one is smoking. And as Andy said earlier, smoking is for cunts. You know, I used to be a smoker. I used to be a cunt. I used to be a smoker. I used to be a you know, full cunt. So if smokers are cunts, what does that make vapors... Oh, vapors are like super douches. Oh, super douche. Do you know what? I'd rather be called a cunt than a super douche. Yeah, I would. Yeah. That's another, another, another one for uh, the list. I've been called a cunt. <laughs> I can just shrug that off. But if someone calls me a super douche, I, I actually feel like I'd lose sleep over that. Yeah. Yeah. Would that you? actually makes it actually makes it feel like someone's generally disappointed in me, and I can't live yeah, with that. Yeah, it's not like it's not like direct, is it? It's sort of like, kind of like someone would say it behind your back. You're like you're a fucking super douche. You're like, oh. yeah, you know. Oh. You'll oh. go home and look in the mirror and be like, Am I? Maybe I should just take up smoking instead. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Please don't. 
I think just to summarise the keto diet before we spiral out of control is there's, it's lacking a lot of long-term data. So that if you look at the studies, a lot of it's quite short-term that are supporting the keto diet. And yeah, these short-term studies are great, but we need to, we've, we've already established that very, very short-term, there can be some benefits, but long-term is where the questions need to be asked. And we need to get some studies long-term. But as I said, some of the studies they try doing on humans, people just wrap the tits in and they have to cancel them. So I'm not sure if we're going to see any decent long-term studies in the future. What what we're, What is worrying about it is the fact that it has been around a long time has been around years or so well well, yeah 20s is when it was originally used for medicine and now it's obviously turned into more of a popular diet what i'd like to think is the fact that i think most between 2 and 16 isn't it for like epilepsy in between the ages of 2 and 16 that these guys would get put on the keto diet i would like to think like what that's quite a long period of time what's what's happened to all of their like their well i actually to be fair i didn't i didn't wasn't going to talk about this study but I will actually mention it now so I'm looking at one study but I didn't want to I didn't really look at it enough to have the confidence to mention it but they did do this with some kids from that age bracket and I don't think it's exactly that age bracket but it was a long period of time they did a follow-up study on them and they found that it did improve their epilepsy great yeah improve it but it came with a, a severe amount of side effects so I think it was something like 60 to 70 percent had diarrhea yeah <laughs> oh, fucking uh, hell, a lot yeah. of uh, there was other ones like headache. There was all these. There was a lot of side effects, basically, that a large percentage yeah. reported having over this time period due to this keto diet, and that makes you think, well, that's not but, that's not ideal. Yeah, it helps with epilepsy. But again, but... you look at it for what it was originally invented for, which was the yeah. epilepsy. Yeah, yeah. And and that and having the shit. Yeah, no, no two compare, ways about. Really, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if I'm gonna stop yeah. my child to have less seizures, because I was reading up on some that said like this. These studies. These studies the were done with kids. Yeah, where kids were done with seizures, multiple, like either one a day or multiple times a day. Yeah. So these are like high seizure kids, and it was pretty much stopping to like one to two to three a week. So, so the benefit of your kid having the shit. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Do you know what I mean? Just saying now. But now modern medicine. Yeah, but now we've got yeah, modern, modern medicine, medicine. And, and stuff like that. But but if you haven't got that epilepsy and you're just just looking at it long term, you're gonna get the fucking shits. It's, you know what I mean? Like, really bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I'd rather have the shits than, like, a grand male seizure. And back then, when there wasn't a proper medication for it, a grand male seizure is when, you know, your teeth are clenching. Yeah, you're and fucking, you are, you're you are, stiff. You are all over the place, and you're thrashing around, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'd rather have the shits than the grand male seizure. Definitely. So, another story I'm going to tell you. My brother, when he worked uh, a removals company... The partner, he shit himself. The guy, no, the guy, he, the guy that he working with, he shit had himself. epilepsy, and he had okay. one of these fits, and he fucking clenched up and just fucking so yeah. bad, he fell off his bunk and almost fucking beat up my brother basically because he was fitting that much, but it was yeah. gripped, and it was like it was like it was, my brother said it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. The, the muscles well, just they, the muscles just contract, and there's just there's nothing you can do. I mean, and you always get that one. If it happens, you've got to be careful because you might get some smart ass that will say, oh, try and put something in between these teeth. If you yeah, do that, they're just going to fucking break their teeth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, it is a really horrendous thing. But it's as I said, we can treat it through other means than these extreme restrictive diets now. Yeah. You know, very extreme yeah, restrictive diets. But I mean, yeah, like in regards to the whole weight loss thing, it still does make me laugh that they they try and say that insulin or sugar or carbohydrates is just a main factor that causes obesity. It's got nothing to do with calories in versus calories out. By the way, I have actually been take I've actually been told before, and this is an actual quote for quote, calories are a myth. I've actually been told that before in an Instagram comment. But we actually have studies such as the the, the Twinkie diet study and where people have lost weight on the Pop Tart diet. You know, there are actually fucking... Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Is it Mark something? But he's the one that lost weight on shit tons of, like, processed Twinkies, etc. High sugar, high high carbohydrate foods. Why are we still having this fucking debate in the year 2020, fucking close to 2021 now, and people still think, you know, carbohydrates and sugar prevent weight loss? It's just fucking stupid. It really is. So... I look at a diet, I'm not one for diets and that, but if, if someone was to ever sell me a diet, for my for me to want to try someone's diet is when they turn around and go, I genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. That's it. 
Don't have to give me bullshit about fucking... Because someone turns around and goes, it's going to reduce this. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. I'm like, whoa. All right, you're fucking... You're just trying to buzz me now. You're just trying to get me on board. But if someone turned around and we were having a conversation, I'll do this diet. Do you know what? And I, I actually enjoy it. I'll be like, okay. Do you know what I mean? It's Yeah, I agree with you, actually. Because that makes a good point. I always think that any of these diets, we might slag it off, but all we're doing is giving you the information you need. If you want to do this diet and you actually go on with it and you actually think, I'm enjoying this, I can sustain this, I can do this for the rest of my life, then great, that's good for you, I'm happy for you, but all we're doing is giving you the information you need to make that decision. We're not forcing you to do it, we're not forcing you not to do it, we're giving you the information you need to make a choice Again, on your just, own, basically. It's just facts that we found or like studies that we found and we're venting our opinion. Yeah, of course, yeah, I mean... At the end of the day, people are not going to... The ketards are never going to listen to what we say. They might listen oh, to this God, and be no. like, everything we're saying is false uh, because... Ketards, you know. if you want to fight, we're down. Yeah. Are we? I am. I'm up for it. To be fair, though, we have carbs, so our sports form is going to be fucked Yeah, like exactly. We've had a goal day. 12 rounds. 12 rounds, we'll go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 12 rounds, that'll be done by six. Creamed <laughs> 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 in. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Boys, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll wrap up there, then. Uh, ple- pleasure as always and I'll uh, see you again see you later gents have a good one see you later as always thanks for listening we hope you found this episode useful as there was a lot of misinformation surrounding the keto diet so it was really important that we tackled it fully if you did enjoy this and you want more from us including hot topics and myths then jump on and subscribe to the podcast on your listening app you'll be notified when our next episode goes live spoiler alert it's every single Monday so we will see you next week same time same place for a brand new episode See you soon.